Hey everybody, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Weekly Undertaking. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking in depth about the music of Lindsey Sterling, Stephen Malkmus, and the Jicks, and Bowling for Soup. So we recommend that you uh, familiarize yourself a little bit with those bands before listening to this episode. Or don't, and check it out later. Either way, thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Please don't leave us. And we have our opener. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I object. Um, no, I saw you that one time. You, <laughs> It was really shocking because you were in your car and I was walking down the street just minding my own business. You were in the car and the Meals on Wheels van was in front of you and you were tailgating them. You had your brights on and you were leaning on the horn. <laughs> Look, and they pulled, listen. they pulled over, and you just, you just slammed them in the back, like where the tail light is, and they spun around fast and furious style. Okay. It listen, they deserved it. You got out, you ripped open the back of the van, and you started grabbing the meals and just throwing them on the oh ground. I was hungry. What else was I supposed to but do, you Adam? Weren't, you weren't eating them. Was the, the, the truly disgusting thing about it? You were just. <laughs> Throwing them on the ground. Anyway, welcome back to the weekly undertaking. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I, I am not. I, I repent for nothing. Hi, everybody. We're back. I'm Alex. That's Mike. And joining us today is a very special guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? You guys are terrible hosts. I know. Shut up. <laughs> You Does Johnny Carson ask his guests to introduce themselves? Look, when he forgets their names. Intro, give me some fanfare. Look, look, the thing is, like, it, it's hard to it's hard to do the dynamic when we can't see you. Um, that's Adam Rudy, everyone. Truly, yeah, everybody. Truly flabbergasted me with that. <laughs> fine, I fine. I did not know how to respond to that. Listen, okay, joining us today on the podcast is fellow podcaster and fellow founder of the Postfun Podcast Network, Adam Rudy. You know him from uh, famous podcasts like Amit- a- Anthems for Amateurs and the Mid-Valley Sound. Say hello to Adam Rudy, everybody. Hello. hello. Is, that, is that big enough of a, uh, of, of a fanfare for you, Adam? Yes, that was not Johnny Carson level, but definitely Craig Ferguson. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's good for us. You know, we're the Craig Ferguson of podcasts. Uh, meaning we're no one has watched us for, for decades? Hey, he took himself 
himself off the air. Okay? Did he? Give, give, give Fergie a break. That's that's <laughs> foreshadowing right there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> this uh, uh, you might be surprised to learn this is not the podcast about old-timey late-night hosts. This is the Weekly oh, Undertaking, the podcast where we do different things every week. And then we talk about them live on air. Ish. Yeah. Live-ish on air. Live-ish. Um, today, so, uh, as, as we, as we mentioned... Did you guys ever see, um, Queen's performance from Live-ish? <laughs> from Live-ish? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of half-assed. Yeah, no. He really brought it for the aid, though. Yeah, no, yeah. He he learned from the ish and uh, and adjusted for the aid. I love this. Do you? This is just going to be a bunch. <laughs> this is going to be an episode of references that I don't really understand. You don't know Live Aid? No. Well, okay. I know Live Aid, but that's not a. I didn't know it's what you guys were talking about. <laughs> Queen's famous performance. They made the entire movie Bohemian Rhapsody about. And I saw that. Yeah. And I still didn't get it. Okay. Cool. Well, may- maybe it's our fault then. No, no, no that was me. That can't be it. Uh, anyway, this is the... So as we mentioned earlier, Adam has a wonderful podcast called Anthems for Amateurs. You want to tell us a little bit about Anthems for Amateurs, uh, Adam? We were on it. Yes, we were. You guys were on the one and only episode so far of Anthems for Amateurs, which is a great idea for a podcast that was so poorly executed by having you guys lead it off. Um, I thought we did okay. <laughs> no, he's right. <laughs> no, he's you right. were great. You were great. Um, it is a songwriting podcast where uh, I lead my friends, i.e. you guys, through the process of songwriting um, in a no-pressure, fun way. It's uh, improvised. We do it in about, what did it take us, like two and a half hours? Way more than that. That was the cut. Um, that was the edited version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we wrote a song um, about a strained father-son relationship. Oh, it was um, beautiful. And that, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you guys sounded great and were surprisingly talented, and um, your listeners can go over to the Post Fun Originals feed, right now and listen to that episode that we did and hopefully we'll make some more hopefully hopefully for amateurs uh, yes. yes. So as uh, Adam has a lot of experience with writing songs and performing music, he can we you can call him what well, we're going to call him a music expert. The music man. The music man, the prodigy, the fortunate son himself, Adam Rudy. Um, and so we brought him on this week for a very special music themed episode. Yeah, it's all about that music today. Today? Today. Well, t- today, yes. Now that's what, was- what I call all about that music today, today. That was the original name of this episode, but it was too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what was the challenge this week, Alex? So, the challenge this week was for... Well, I guess I'll go into specifics now, since everyone knows Adam is, is here. Uh, we each recommended someone else in this little triad a music group or band to listen to solely for the entire week, and then... Uh, Bring it on! Bring it on the show and talk about it. Yes. So this was these artists were the only artists we were allowed to listen to for an entire week. Uh, Adam, who did you recommend? You recommended to me. I recommended to Alex, and Alex recommended to Adam. What did you recommend to me, Adam? I recommended to you former lead singer of the seminal indie rock band Pavement and an established solo artist in his own right, Stephen Malkmus. It's, well, specifically, you recommended Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks, right? And the Jicks, yes. And the Jicks. Seminal backing band. 
seminal backing band. Are they? I okay. So I did a little research. I had never heard of Stephen Malcolmus or Pavement before this day. Um, so is was he like a solo artist in his own right? Did Pavement fall apart? Is that what happened? Um, I was not expecting you to grill me about the history of Pavement. But, um, <laughs> I apologize. Maybe to, I... to my knowledge, so Pavement. Um, if you've ever found yourself on pitchfork.com and um, that sort of uh, special brand of elitist um, indie rock uh, proselytizing that they do over there. Um, um, I, I left so, because uh, I've never been on pavement before this week, but the first thing that popped up when I googled Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks was a pavement.com piece on them. You're, you're, you mean pitchfork. What did I say? Pavement. Yes, I mean Pitchfork. The band is Pavement. The publication yeah. is Pitchfork, yes. So, um, Pitchfork believes that um, Pavement's song Gold Sounds is the number one song of the 1990s. So, with that in mind, considering <laughs> that you've never heard of them, um, they, are, they were very, very influential in like the 90s, sort of like shoegaze, noise, rock, sort of... Mm. grunge uh, post-grunge kind of reaction um, kind of like like early Sonic Youth um, Dinosaur Jr um, even like Guided by Voices um, these are other bands that you probably haven't heard of Correct. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, just a very uh, influential indie rock band that okay. disbanded I think in either the early 2000s or the late 90s but the first um, then album, Stephen Malcolmus went solo, mm. and uh, his albums, sometimes they're with the Jigs, and sometimes they're just Stephen Malcolmus. Okay. But the, um, the first very influential indie rock guy. Okay, the first album that I found by him was uh, made in 2003, so somewhere around that era, I guess, is what we're... That sounds uh, about right. Yeah, mm. what we're talking about. Cool. Um, and I recommended to Alex yes. the seminal band of uh, my childhood, uh, Bowling for Soup. And, oh boy, was that a treat. Now, <laughs> I was my... so jealous of Alex for getting Bowling for Soup. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, like, I... I knew I've, I've known about Bowling for Soup, so Mike, you kind of broke the rules for giving me a band that I've heard of. But you never had listened to them before. I heard I've heard the Phineas and Ferb intro song, and I've heard the Jimmy Neutron movie intro song, and they I've heard 1985. Hold on for a second. They did Jimmy Neutron, not the show, the movie. I am shocked. I did not know that it's was a really thing. good. Actually, <laughs> Alex, actually, did you listen to um, Bowling for Soup goes to the movies? their compilation of all of their songs that were featured on like Disney movie <laughs> soundtracks. I listened to just like two of them, that being the Phineas and Ferb theme song and, and No, he's saying he's saying this week, did you go to their movie album, Bowling for Soup Goes to the Movies? Not not in depth. Okay. But I did listen to those two. <laughs> yeah, well you have That's to, yeah. Okay. So, but I, I listened to a, l a little chunk of basically all of the others and uh, I guess as a brief uh Right up for those of you who are unfamiliar with Bowling for Soup. I copied this from their Wikipedia. Oh, wow. Bowling for Soup, <laughs> abbreviated to BFS, is an American rock band originally formed in Wichita, te Wichita Falls, Texas in 1994, which I learned about before reading this because a lot of their songs are about Texas. The, so many of them are about <laughs> Texas. My personal favorite being Ohio, and then in parentheses, come uh, back to Texas. Texas. <laughs> Fantastic. Great. 
the and, and it is it an actually, awesome song. It was really good. Yeah. The band consists of Jarek Reddick, who is the lead vocals, um, and the guitar. Chris Burney. And the voice of Chuck E. Cheese. And the voice of Chuck E. Cheese, of course. Holy shit, I am learning more about Pulling for Soup's pop culture influence than I had ever known before. Honestly. Who was, uh, which came first? Was he, was, did the Chuck E. Cheese people listen to Pulling for Soup and was like, that's the guy we want? <laughs> or did the Pulling for Soup people watch a Chuck E. Cheese commercial and said, that's our lead singer? <laughs> I don't know, um, Mike. I might be wrong, but I think Chuck E. Cheese predates Bowling for Soup by, I don't know, a month? It's, it's been, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese has been around for a while. That's better. That's so much better that they were... Oh, 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 only my. by a month? Oh, okay. That what was, if yeah. what if Bowling for know. Soup? I don't know. That was just a guess. What if they formed because um, uh, Jared Reddick was the voice of Chuck E. Cheese, and the guys who were originally the band were like, "We need that guy." <laughs> yeah, no, that's as what our I think. Vocalist. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's what I think. Is it? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. No, they went to Chuck E. Cheese. They saw the animatronic band. And were just like, "I want to be like them." How do we make that happen? I think that's okay. Yeah, great. We figured it out. Yep. Um, I yeah, hate I to take the fun out of it, but they actually formed in a Christian coffee shop in the Denton area. Well, that seems Bowling more for Super Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I'm actually a very big fan of Bowling for Soup. <laughs> okay, I am too. I great. am too. That's why I gave it to a- to Alex because I also know that. Um, uh, no offense, obviously. None taken. Um, but Adam, Alex is not exactly well-versed in, in many musicians. Is no. that a fair way to, fair to say? I have my tastes, and I go all out on them like I do for any other person, but I'm very unfamiliar in a lot of mainstream, not even that Bowling for You super, super mainstream, but like bands that have dipped their face into the mainstream as Bowling for Soup has. Yeah. I, uh, I realized... What was that, Adam? Dipped their face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, that's that's my personal. That's a new expression. They saw they saw the mainstream and they said, "Boy, I gotta get my <laughs> yeah." All right, I'm gonna head that. out. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Dipped I just their face I, I, actually I, opened for pavement a couple times. Bowling for soup open for pavement? No, I said dipped their face open for pavement. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm sorry. There's a, there's a little bit of a delay on the on the on the call, but we're. we're I hear you. That's that's hysterical. Uh, and Alex, Thank I still you. have not finished reading the members of the band. By the way, oh, I'm sorry. And I don't want to be I can disrespectful. I tell you the names of the of the band members. Why don't you do it then, Adam? What? Who, who okay, so you got Jared Reddick, Chris yes. Bernie, yes. Eric Chandler, and uh, Gary Gary, whose last name I have blanking on. Eric left the band very recently, though, and was replaced by. Um, I think the bass player from Patent Pending. Is that Rob on your information? Felicetti? Felicetti? Yeah, Rob. And then yeah. Gary Wiseman. Yeah, huh? Wiseman. The band is best known for its single, Girls All the Bad Guys Want, and 1985, and Almost, and High School Never Ends, which three of those four I listened to for the first time this week, and I love them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the band is also known for performing the introduction to the Disney Channel TV show Phineas and Ferb and the vocal theme for Sonic Unleashed. Wow. I, I they, remember that. They were everywhere. Holy crap. Honestly, Bowling for Soup is like the old, like the best band for a Sonic game, actually. Like they fit his aesthetic really well, actually. Y- you're entirely right. Like just sarcastic enough to like be endearing. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I really dig it. Yeah. And what band did you give Adam, Alex? I didn't give a band per se. I gave Adam the dubstep violinist Lindsey Sterling. Oh, 
fuck. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Uh, Adam, how did you how did you like the dubstep violinist? I don't want to say anything negative. Um, so thanks for having me on, and I'll see you guys later. No, I um I tried to go into it with an open mind. Um, so Lindsey Sterling. Uh, according to the information that I could find, um, first burst onto the scene, uh, appearing as a semi-finalist on America's Got Talent. Yep, exactly. Uh, they hated her. Playing hip-hop violin, and uh, yeah, she was eliminated. Um, and uh, and it's not hard to see why. Um, Damn, my Adam. Shit. <laughs> no, uh, no um, I think, Alex, I'm curious what your experience with her is because I think perhaps coming from a place of liking songs to uh, have words and liking songs to um, not be dubstep <laughs> I maybe was, Dude, I, uh, was not necessarily tuned towards it so what is your experience I can understand that I'm unironically just like I unironically love her music so 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 much i found it um in high school and it was the first uh sorry no that, that was your feedback oh wow i'm okay cut that out i i found it um in early high school and it was the first uh type like the first like person i really like just like listened to all their songs got all their records and just like yes i love this and i still listen to it every now and then <laughs> Uh, Adam, for reference, I am not a huge Lindsey Sterling person, but it is on almost every time I get into Alex's car. Yeah, I, I make him listen to it every time. <laughs> what is the um, appeal for you? What draws you into it? <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately asking because no, I, it's, nothing, it's not something that I would ever have chosen to listen to. No, I can respect that, and I was wholeheartedly expecting a response like this um, <laughs> because I know it is very much not akin for everyone at all and it really is just something just about it i don't know i've always been a fan of classical music but i find it kind of boring to listen to for too long and i never liked dubstep and then i listened to this and i was like wow two genres that i don't really love that much and then you know they're kind of combined now i'm I'm feeling it it's not really a classical genre it's more just like a classical instrument in a modern genre in the violin Yes. Yeah. I, I kind of just fell in love with it. I can't really explain why. It's an interesting flavor well, of music for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, what was interesting to me, so basically I wrote, I listened to every song because I'm nothing if not thorough and made some notes on it. And um, for the most part, I, you know, I, I had uh, thoughts on them, but a cool. couple of them. <laughs> What, what I liked about certain ones that was not necessarily present in other ones was a lot of the, you know, the violin playing is very virtuosic, vir- virtu- virtuoso-y, and, um, but, but the dubstep sort of, like, robotic, like, one, two, three, four, one, wow, <laughs> kind of thing. Wow. It, 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 well, that's the... <laughs> Was that not a spot-on impression of? No, it's it, it, it was it was um, it yeah, was hysterically EDM. perfect. Yeah, EDM, no, I'm with you. That is most EDM. Yeah. Okay, but um, uh, what I a 
a couple of songs, like the song Swag yeah. had a, um, it had a groove to it, which was like a lot of, a very strong contrast to some of the other ones, which were very like, just boom, 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 and that, that gets, it just sounds like background music to me, which, as background music goes, like I did, I did sit with it for a while, just listening to it as background music, it's fine, but it, it didn't, like, only the ones that sort of got out of that, you know, very strident beat, um, sort of reached me. No, I get that. that (laughs) Yeah, actually, I think you just, like, helped me realize something about it, whereas, like, whenever I, like, listen to it and, like, I get, like, into, like, a Lindsey Sterling kind of mood for, like, a few weeks, I'm usually very, very busy and, like, going a lot of places really quick, and... I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I kind of like it just as like that background music type thing where it's like I can just have this on and just kind of let it set the scene of my life and make me yeah. think I'm more badass than I actually am. And and I will say that, like, granted, <laughs> I have listened to Lindsey Sterling certainly less than Alex and now less than you, Adam. You are you are more of an expert in Lindsey Sterling than I am. Um, but I actually think you captured something very interesting is like. Uh, violins are made for for classical music. It requires a very high level of skill to perform them well. Mm -hmm. And EDM and dubstep have been widely criticized for the most part basically being like long build-ups and then the bass drops and then repeat. Press the button, play the music. Exactly. Uh, So it it is, it's kind of interesting that Lindsey Sterling uh, had dedicated herself to like, you know, including this level of skill and talent in a, in a, uh, genre where typically there really isn't that much or that might that came out a little bit wrong but i think you get the idea it's not really a skill thing like as far as the dubstep goes it's it's you know with classical music you have a little bit of like push and pull and there's movement to it Mm -hmm. um these Mm -hmm. are abstract words that don't actually mean anything but there's like you know a soul to it um whereas you know uh, a lot of the her lead violin, you know, soulful and, and uh, organic, but a lot of the backing, the dubstep, you know, cradle that it's born in, is just sort of like, you know, sequenced and and uh, boring. Mm-hmm. That's that's the word that I kept writing in my notes was, you know, I, I a lot of times very impressed by what she's doing as on the lead, but. It's just like the context is not moving to me. You know, I can respect that. I can respect that critique and that review, and uh, I absolutely see where you're coming from. I also want to preface before we loop back around because we really didn't talk about um, your experience, Mike. Yet, no, no, we really just kind of oh, touched yeah. on 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 the start of. Sorry to hijack yeah. it. No, it's okay. Uh, like fucking, we have no plan. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to mention um, just because last week I had mentioned it really quickly. Um, that uh, Lindsey Sterling was not the band or the musician I was going to give Adam. The first, my first choice was a group called Bug Hunter, which is way more indie and way less um, dubstep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they did only have two albums, which Adam considered an issue if he was going to listen to it all week. That's which fair. is fair. Yeah, and I didn't think about that at all. So we decided to change it up and. So basically what I'm saying is, uh, listeners, go listen to Bug Hunter and then tell me why I suck. Um, <laughs> Are they a new band, Bug Hunter? Yeah, they're a, f- they're a few years old. Okay. I really like them. I did 
wanted to listen to um, Bug Hunter, and uh, it seemed interesting. Like, I went to the website and read the bio and stuff. Um, I was just concerned, like, for the nature of the challenge, I want something that I can really dive into and, like, you know, make drag out as opposed to listening to the same. Like, I actually wrote down, I listened to 71 songs. Wow, wow. To, like, whatever it would have been. Holy uh, crap! I admire what? your your. Uh, yeah, I just kind of pressed shuffle on the Bowling for Soup Spotify and just enjoyed it. I mean, that's pretty. Uh, no, I, I give Adam a lot of credit, especially because you um you you, you have admitted you're not a huge fan of the music a- a- Alex gave you. You just went for it. Yeah, I give that. I give you credit for that. Are, is is she mostly a cover artist? No, she does a lot of her own stuff, but really? she does cover songs. As well. Okay, huh. I think that was what, what I you found did a lot. Was, uh, a lot of the covers end up on YouTube, whereas the Spotify oeuvre is mostly original stuff. I think Spotify oeuvre? I think she did a yeah, lot body of, work. of covers in the beginning to kind of like start building up like a following mm-hmm. and then started doing her own stuff, but okay. I'm not sure on that. That's fair. That's very fair, yeah. And I mean, I also will say that like it's a unique thing. I could see the, the show doing well in Vegas, which is, makes sense that she started out with... Um, with uh, Oh, what was it? You said America's Got yeah. Talent she started on? Yeah. yeah. Buddy, let me tell you something about Lindsay Sterling's uh, live receipts. <laughs> she uh, sold out a 46-country world tour. Holy shit. Um, that sounds right. <laughs> no lyrics. Like Everyone loves her. platinum all over Europe and Asia. And oh, my God. This is... This is something that was very interesting to me, and I looked into it, and it's sort of the same thing. You know the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Of course. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. They do Carol of the Bells and a metal yes. stop. They're one of the... Trans-Siberian Orchestra is one of the top 25 touring acts, like top 25 grossing touring <laughs> acts in the world year after year. I did not and know then, that. That's fascinating. Yeah. I also looked into, like, so, like, two cellos or the piano guys. Like, these these acts that are just, or, like, Yanni, Yanni guys, <laughs> Yanni. These acts that just do instrumental music sell out all over the world, and mm-hmm. I think it's because there's no words yeah, and there's you don't, no language barrier. You're, you're, you're not restricted to the language, exactly. I think that's exactly it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, um, like, it's... Instrumental music is projective. You put into it whatever you're experiencing. So all these people of varied experiences around the world are they have an intimate emotional connection that isn't governed by a context that's inherent in the lyrics. That's very but interesting. It's a mood, also, not a story. Yes. Also, um, I wrote down Hans Zimmer as somebody who sells out huge arenas in Europe. Um, and he did a concert film a couple years ago that's on Netflix, and let me tell you, it's boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going in a completely see, different direction. Yeah. No, to see like a 30-person ensemble playing the music from Driving Miss Daisy is <laughs> the most boring thing in the world. I lasted about 10 minutes, but... Well, there are there really are clearly an a football arena of uh, of people that would disagree with you, which yeah, yeah people the football arena of people in the Czech Republic. We have different <laughs> tastes. They mm-hmm. live through you know Soviet the Soviet Union. I meanwhile grew up listening to Bowling for Soup. <laughs> yeah, so. there we go. 
Yeah, damn it! If the che- if the Czech Republic wants to start a mosh pit to driving Miss Daisy, I say freaking let him. <laughs> Have a good time. I know. want you to go hear the song that they play because it's like it's this goofy like oboe number that's like. Oh no! We're watching the documentary. Going crazy. We're gonna watch this later. Like absolutely, I'm, I I cannot wait. I am imagining people like crowds are. Oh man, it is. I've only also try to find some Yanni live stuff. Not because of anything Yanni's doing, but the fact that he has this very strange habit, a strange and very successful habit of going to the seven wonders of the world to perform for thousands <laughs> of people. So he has concerts from the Great Pyramids in Egypt. He's got concerts at the Parthenon. That's interesting. Didn't the Red Hot Chili Peppers do that? They they had a concert in front of the the pyramids of Giza. I know. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if it did as well as Yanni did. The Chilies. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Chilies. Yeah. You don't call them the Chilies. Well, no. I, I I'm not familiar enough with the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> to call them the Chilies. They, it was not on that level were yet. Were they rocking the socks at that, or were they fully clothed? I actually don't know for sure. <laughs> Um, I have not seen. Anywhere, I have not seen the footage. I've just heard the legends. Um, Metallica performed at Antarctica in Antarctica just to say that they were the first band to play on all seven continents. Did they sell out? Uh, <laughs> like to an the audience arena. of Emperor Penguins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, I want the image of fucking Emperor Penguins <laughs> moshing to enter Sandman. I just, I need that footage. <laughs> Actually, what's really interesting about that, to suck the fun out of it again, is mm-hmm. they were not allowed to amplify their instruments, so they just played with headphones on because huh. they would disturb the wildlife. I guess that makes sense. You and also, like... Yeah, that's an even funnier picture. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, Emperor yeah, Penguins just staring at these weird humans. <laughs> Fuck they doing over there? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like one of those things. Yeah. Anyway, Mike... We've we've kept we've kept your your and Adam's part in this whole segment on the line long enough. All right, all right. Um, I mean, I will say that actually Adam has a lot more intelligent thoughts just that he said about Lindsey Sterling and like the way that instrumental music affects the world. And I really appreciated that because yeah. I just like listening to her, and I haven't thought about it. Uh, more than that so right. thank you for that uh, take it was very interesting to hear right that's more intelligent than anything I'm gonna say right now about Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do I, I, I will say um, this indie rock is not really one of my um, more common genres like I like it I liked it it was a, it was uh, it was very good I um, I appreciate it it's very very uh, chill music they don't really have a lot of very upbeat uh, numbers I'm primarily yeah. listened to to their three most recent albums, which were, uh, I want to say it was Sparkle Away in, um, in, oh, yeah. t- in 20, no, Sparkle Hard in 2018, um, Mirror Traffic, I think that one was 2011, and Wig Out at Jag Bags, uh, which is my favorite name of a, uh, album that oh, I've yeah. ever heard. It, it, yeah. I think that one was 2014, somewhere around there. Um, 2011, uh, Sorry, yeah. I just pulled up the Wikipedia. Look at you. Thank you for <laughs> fact checking me. I actually really do appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Figures it was... in Love is a really great song from Mirror Traffic. That is the one that I know the best from that like last couple of last decade of their output. Mirror Traffic. Yeah, I think I said Minor Traffic. Which one did you say was the one that you liked? Uh, Stick Figures in Love. That's a good it one. Starts out with that fuzz guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> that one, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I loved that song. That was a really good one. Uh, the one that, for some reason, stuck out to me on that on the album, though, was Senator. Um, Senator. Yeah, Senator. It was... Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. It is a good one. It's, uh, it's, they really don't, they're, it's, it's very interesting the way that Stephen Malkmus sings, um, because it, it very much complements the, uh, the instruments around him without really standing out. You know, you listen to, um, Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses, and while, don't get me wrong, that, that music, the voice very much does complement the, the musician, the, uh, the guitar and the, and the drums and the bass and everything like that, Stephen Malkmus is less aggressive with his vocalists, with his, um, with his lyrics, I, at least I think, um, but that really wasn't the case with, uh, with Senator, I think it was, it's a very interesting, uh, interesting song, it's, it does a lot about, uh, the, the chorus goes, um, I know what the senator wants. I know what the senator wants. The senator wants a blowjob over and over oh, again. Oh, I gotta listen to this song. I mean, it's it's basically what it's about. Time. It's it ta- it talks about like uh, to steal Adam's line to suck the su- fun out of it. It talks about like the the verses are like talking about the problems in the world. Like mm-hmm. uh, the world is burning and we're just shoving it into a corner and watching the world turn and stuff like that. And it turns to it. What do we? What do we? What does the senator want? The senator wants a blowjob. The senator just wants what uh, will help him in the short term. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Also, it's a very to, well done one. Yeah. Sorry to completely change. Uh, uh, course real quick mm-hmm. can we can we all start a new podcast called to take the fun out of it yeah where to suck the fun <laughs> out of it where we have really interesting and funny sounding things and then just just explain them factually <laughs> and it's just really fucking boring just, we look at the tiktok trend of the week and we and we do an analysis of what it means for the metaculture <laughs> yeah exactly uh that would be a horrible podcast that would be horrible. please don't let that ever come to fruition let's do it um but yeah, that was the one that I listened to the most. Uh, that one, I, I don't know why. That one was the one that, that stood out to me the most. Um, but yeah, I really did like these. I liked... Um, you said that the one that stuck out to you was Stick Figures in Love. Why does that one speak to you, Adam? Uh, I like how it goes... Don't interrupt. I'm surprised I got that all was- that out. That was beautiful. No, that was great. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, yes. Okay. I thought that it was like. Don't get me wrong. That was a great. There are a couple really good guitar riffs in the three albums I listened to. Um, that was that was way up there. I liked um, the one in Sparkle Hard. Which one was it that I'm blanking on right now? Uh, Shiggy. Shiggy has a really good guitar uh, oh, yeah, guitar solo good in it too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I liked. Uh, I thought that uh, that it was that it, it has th- this band at points is downright ridiculous, but um, it does have uh, it's really really solid moments. To I it. feel should, left uh, out. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. I feel left out. So after this whole episode ends, I'm I got to go listen to this all of these songs so I can listen back to this mm-hmm. and then understand what you two are talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I also will say that to the first couple of albums, there's some like. Um, like on the first, the self-titled Stephen Malkmus album, there's a great song called Jenny and the S Dog. Um, that it's got uh, it, it, and the hook is a good one also. That like so there's humor uh, takes more of a front seat on it, and they're very narrative-driven. Um, 
which are ones that I like. Jenny and the S-Dog is about a man in going through a midlife crisis who starts hooking up with a college student. Um, wow. It's just, it's uh, very, he's a very, very good, like, narrative mm-hmm. writer. Also, yeah, just... Pig Live is a great album, which has uh, a, a, one of the first songs I heard by them, which is called Do Not Feed the Oyster. Cool. Um, that's a, it's got a great guitar. Mm, it's got a great guitar part on it. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. No, I, I'll uh, I'll check that out because like I I don't know any of the jicks um, offhand, which might I say for an indie rock slash almost folk sounding band mm-hmm. has a very hard name for for it. The jicks almost sound like uh like it like it's almost like a rock out band, uh like a, almost like a it's it the name. In my mind, when I first heard Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks, I thought that I was going to be listening to a hair band for the for the for the week. It sounds yeah, it sounds offensive. Yes, um, but Jick, <laughs> the Jicks. Um, but yeah, exa- uh, I, I feel like we should bleep that out. Actually, the way that you said that, I was kind of I was kind of. Oh, I hope that's not actually something that's not cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I ended up just. We would have heard about it by now. Probably that would have been canceled years ago. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah. it's a hard-sounding name. It's a pavement. Doesn't pavement? get much harder than that. No, it sure doesn't. Oh, you ever, fun. You ever fall on the fall on the pavement, guys? Yeah, actually, <laughs> hard. I, I have. It's kind of it's kind it's kind of a hard surface. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, after that riveting commentary. Um, <laughs> yeah. You think um, pavement and concrete blonde ever get together and? run into each other <laughs> <laughs> and then whoever whichever survives is the band that's allowed to survive um i uh would you say that pavement is like Stephen malcolm's and the chicks or does it have its own distinct sound no so pavement is more of the um like the noise rock kind of lo-fi um punk more punk um sort of sound but they also de- in the later years kind of delve into um folky stuff um, very eclectic, but a lot of their like earliest stuff is like really grinding guitars. Um, like they have, let me pull up their Wikipedia page too. Um, their first album, Slanted and Enchanted, is um, very much like. Uh, well, the Wikipedia page says that they were often compared to The Fall, um, and also the Replacements. I wanted to actually suggest the Replacements uh, when we were. Uh, planning this, but I ended up sending you a list of several artists, and the uh, random none number, of whom were yeah. the replacements. And the and the random number generator chose uh chose chose the jicks for me. Yeah, Adam sent you like what like ten bands, sixteen, I and 16. I and I clicked oh, yeah. number generator, and it said eleven. I don't even was, think I've ever heard of jicks. sixteen bands. Anyway, no, you continue. Definitely have them. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I know. I'm just trying to be. I don't know. Continue with your Wikipedia <laughs> rant. But um. Oh, I'm just. Just saying that there was the first couple albums are very guitar heavy and um, not really, not necessarily like faster. Some of the songs are faster, but they're they're. Uh, Stephen Malcolm is a lot of times described as sort of like having a slacker kind of like very like Gen X late nineties like disaffection like very grunge like just sort of like yeah man okay yeah I very okay, much agree cool, with that whatever. Uh, it- there, like, there are a couple of songs on there that oh, that sound kind of stonery. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I agree, for sure. Um, but their pavement had a, a 
minor hit with a song called Cut Your Hair, which um, is sort of, you can, it's, you can hear where he's going with the jicks, like is the verses are kind of low energy, but it gets into more of a, a hard rocking sound. So definitely listen to that to get some context. Cut Your Hair by Pavement. Sure will. Sounds good. All right, we that's a that's a recommendation for sure. Um, no, we got. I'll, I'll check. We'll check that out by then. By uh, next week. And Alex, will we? You're. I will. I okay. don't know about you. I don't I, know if we'll talk about it, but we'll talk if, about it. If someone texts me and reminds me, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now we got one more band to dive into, and it's the one that um, I suspect. Well, maybe not. If Lindsey Sterling is as big as uh, Adam is telling us. Um, but the one that I think is the most popular no, out of the bowling, three of us. Bowling for Soup's the biggest. Yeah. Uh, 1985 has been da- uh, listened to on Spotify 150 million times. That does not shock me in the so, least. So, um, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't say they're one-hit wonders because all of their other songs are pretty, like, exuberantly listened to. Yeah, but that's definitely their number one. Oh, yeah. No, that's it's a hundred star. Yeah, that that has a 100 million listen lead. Yeah. But How number two... Almost has 33 million, and it's Ooh. number five oh, on their wow. list. Wow, I'm actually that surprised. Was a pretty big hit too. Can you guess the other three? High school never ends. High is school never ends. Three. High school never ends is Let's number do it two. Together, Mike. Okay, sorry. Uh, high school never ends. Is number Girl, two. All the bad guys won. Okay. Which one's that? That's number three. That's number three. And there's one more. Okay. I'd be. I, this one is gonna be tough for you guys. This one's gonna be tough. What is the? Can you describe the album cover? It's a cover song. It's a cover song? Oh, it's a cover. Oh, shit. Wait, no. Um, I know this. I know this one. Uh, Stacy's Mom. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Oh. She's got it going on. Yeah. That's and I, an like, example of the timeless humor of Bowling for Soup, because when they when that song came out, everyone was like, wow, that Bowling for Soup song is great. Meanwhile, Sounds <laughs> of Wayne is over there hanging their heads like, hey. We wrote that on, like guys. 20 years ago. I, I was not even Wayne. aware I was not aware that Stacy's mom was, uh, or um, that um, Bowling for Soup did a cover of Stacy's mom until very recently. Actually, it's I, pretty they good. Did, I've, they yeah. did in like 2011 or something. Wow, like, well after the fact, but still capitalizing mm-hmm. on that confusion. Um, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Weirdly enough, but yeah, of sure. Wayne would have been a great one to dive deep on. They have a, they're much deeper than Stacy's mom. No, they you. they really are. You, um, you can come back uh, another time, and we can do three more, Adam. Yeah, no. So. We'll just do this. This is our new podcast. We'll cool. Just, every, each week we dive into the lore of uh, one individual band. Um, Fonzo Wayne would be a very good one. Uh, the lead singer actually recently passed away, which is unfortunate. Well, that's but, sad. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a great band. Great band. Anyway, something that neither of you may know about Bowling for Soup um, is that they released a new single. Only a month ago. Really? Oh, yes. yes. You knew that? Oh, you knew that. that. Oh, well, I guess Guys, I'm a fake fan. I was... Uh, oh, actually, I didn't see this one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up. No, they I didn't know ra- They literally did this a month ago, June 26th, or two months ago, actually. I knew I that... I know they uh, were putting singles out, though. I knew they were making new music. I didn't know it was that, that recent. Anyway, the song's called Erase Me, and it's my favorite song that I've heard from them, actually. Really? I'm, yes. I got I to gotta check it out. What's I've it list, about? I've listened to it 20 times, <laughs> and this is of my fault and not Bowling for Soup's fault. I can't for the life of me tell you what it's about. Really? What, so what, did you just like turn it on in the back and you never listened to the lyrics? Or I up? tried 
And it takes it takes me at least like probably like a good like forty listens mm-hmm. to like hear the lyrics and then understand what the song is about. Okay. So I have to get really obsessed. I will. I'll come back to you next week on that one. Sounds good. We all got homework. That's all I know is that. To me, as a fan, that's surprising to me because most of their songs are fairly fairly on the surface. They're usually about beer or. Uh, oh yeah, no, absolutely. You know, um, wanting to new- party with their friends. Here, let's let's go through some of um, my favorite uh, my favorite Bowling for Soup song names. Mm-hmm. Um, Trucker Hat. <laughs> I don't oh, wish you were song. dead anymore. Uh, Hooray for beer. Song. Yes, that's a great one. Hooray! Um, you're listing all the bangers really right now. Next ex girlfriend. Yes, that's a great that's a one. one. Um, Emily, which I just liked. It's not a funny name. It's just I like that song. Oh yeah, that's a <laughs> um, classic, serious bowling for soup. Absolutely. And then I already mentioned uh, "Come Back to Texas." Yeah, which is also yeah. fantastic. All of the all of the songs that you listed that you listed, like Adam said, are pretty on the nose. Like Truck Rat, you want the first lyric of Trucker Hat is "This is the song this that is reminds, the song me, that of reminds me of my Trucker Hat." Trucker hat. Uh, um, come back to Texas is about begging a girl to come to back, come to, back Texas. to Texas from who, from Ohio. From Ohio, wow! It's, uh, it's it's kind of on the nose, yeah. But you know, it's it's delightful. It's a it's a really. Then you went song. to Cleveland with some guy named Leland that you met at the bank. And then he and then I mean, he sings about how all the. There's how nothing the, wrong with Ohio except the snow and the rain. And then he sings about how I really all like the. Your Oh my god. And I'd love to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Guys, I'm trying to make a joke, but you guys are funnier <laughs> than me. You know the Sorry. song better. Well, I guess it was not a joke. I just like how, like, near the end, he just lists all the things Texas is famous for and how they all want her yeah. to come back specifically. Yeah. The Which is. Twins want you back. It's actually la, that. La, la, la. I really like that part. Yeah, no, it's it, that one's nice. I also like the. Uh, the random, the random switch to uh, switch in genres halfway through the song to um, like a like almost like a county fair chanting "Come back to Texas." Yeah, yeah. Come the back to Texas. Sound, fun. Yeah. Um, what was your? So that was your. That was those. That was your list of the favorite songs that you listened to. Yes. Did you um, listen to any album in particular? Or I. Primarily focused on uh, 2002's "Drunk Enough to Dance" and mm. 2004's "A Hanger, A Hangover You Don't Deserve." Hangover you don't deserve is my favorite. Yeah. Those those are the two that Spotify was like, "These are the essentials. Yeah. Try these." And I was like, "Okay, I like." I've also just kind of picked them from the covers because I mean I, I'm a visual boy. That's how I make my decisions. Yeah, I judge book by books by their covers. What's the uh, what's what's the cover like for? Um Oh, oh, not not hangover you didn't deserve. What was the other one that you mentioned? Drunk enough to dance? Yeah, what's what's that cover like? It's this. It's oh. just the four of them dancing. in white suits dancing. Okay. It's not nice. actually blue. Um, fun I, fact, they wore those to the Grammys. That's the uh, Did they ever win a Grammy? Yeah. Uh, they were nominated for Girl of huh. Bad Guys once. Yeah, that's another one Single I liked. Of the year or something. That's a great song. It yeah, is. it sure is. I'm not musically um attuned a, a I guess I could say um, I don't know enough to talk all sophisticatedly like Adam does but I can say I've enjoyed their songs and it made me feel like I was driving down the highway adjacent to the ocean with my friends in high school you mean Ocean yeah. Parkway? I didn't want to give the specific parkway but yes oh edit that out Adam, Alex <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, in Ocean yes. Parkway, where Billy Joel parks the Down Easter Alexa. Thanks for keep. Thanks for continuing to mention it. We'll bleep it. We'll continually bleep it out. Uh, uh, yes, oh, it I'm is. Sorry. I just wanted it to is. get my Billy Joel joke out. It, it's That's the it, it's the it's the path that he's it's the path that the uptown girl takes uh, down down to Sam. I just like just near the beach, listening to listening to some American rock, and just. Having <laughs> complaining about high school, that's what bowling is. Can for I just me. go back? For, is that the road that connects her white bread world to the to Allentown? <laughs> yes, it is. It, it is. sure is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Thank you. This if is going to be so much st- fun for me. You start driving down it, you're, you'll reach Miami in 2017. Anyway, <laughs> I liked bowling for soup. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we we go too deep on on uh, on Billy Joel's discography. I apologize. Yeah, I don't like this Wait, this dynamic. Are you, you guys sure, are teaming up on me. Are you sure that's by the ocean and not by the river of dreams? <laughs> are you? <laughs> that could have been the. I think I think it's famously the uh, the one that uh, Billy the Kid rode his uh, rode his horse down. I think I saw Captain Jack sailing by there once. Really? And get really? this, shocker, he was high. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Piano man. Um, <laughs> all right, we're done. He was born yeah. here. That's crazy. Uh, uh, all right. Um, well, that that's where they filmed the scenes from the Italian restaurant. I'm sorry. That, that about <laughs> does it for our for our musical adventure with our music man friend. Um, I, I guess we just kind of we. You guys want to start the wrap up? Uh, I mean, the only thing else I want to say about Bowling for Soup is that it's like if if 1985 in particular comes on at a bar, if bars are ever legal again, um, and you. It's it's amazing to see like all the twenty somethings simultaneously in their in their everyone drunken who, stupor just start screaming the lyrics. Yeah, everyone at the top who of their wasn't lung. alive in 1985 yeah, loves exactly, that song. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Case in point, me and Mike. Yeah, and and me, I I will I will jump on oh, that bandwagon. No, I never. Family, I never was yeah. opposed to it. I just like you're I hadn't listened to a it in ten years. Yeah, you're 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 one of us. Do you think? Do you think bowling for soup is bowling to win soup or on behalf of soup? On behalf. On behalf. That makes me feel better. Okay. <laughs> They're standing in for soup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Soup couldn't couldn't make it today. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Anything else to Let say, Adam? Just, before I want to oh. just just so I'm not you know I want to give Lindsey Sterling uh, props where props are due. Um, while the instrumentals did not, for the most part, really appeal to me, I have to say some of the uh, like tracks with featured vocalists were really strong pop songs that I think show. I don't know where the writing credits are, but she's definitely like an extremely talented um, songwriter and performer. And I don't want to take away from that just because of my tastes and how it aligns, you know, with this. Also, I have a note here that it's worth noting that I listened to this stuff for the first time while watching VH1, uh, where they were showing the Tina Turner biopic from the mid-90s, What's Love Got to Do With It? Oh, shit. maybe my opinion of these songs is colored by how unfortunately they synced up to Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> That's right. Do you Ike often Turner listen to music while watching TV? what Ike Turner is infamous for, infamous for. Um, yeah. so, so disclaimer on that. 
Disclaimer, Lindsay Sterling is not the soundtrack to, that is needed for the Tina Turner biopic. Yes, you should Lindsay all Turner, listen. Lindsay all, everyone Sterling listen is in to all no way affiliated with Ike Turner. <laughs> <laughs> let it be known. Let it be stated. Wow. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And I think that is, uh, also, that is super cool of you to say. One what? more thing. One yeah. more thing. I don't so, care. Okay. So, um... This is just in a very organic way I'm going to bring this up. So, you mentioned Guns N' Roses before, who were popular at the same time as Aerosmith. And Aerosmith was famously sampled by Run DMC in Walk This Way. And Run had a sitcom on Netflix recently called All About the Washingtons, one episode of which was directed by Phil Lewis. Oh my Play god! <laughs> that was a celebrity drop we weren't expecting. Yeah, that was that was uh, that that was that's this episode's game of six degrees of Phil Lewis. <laughs> we play, play forty chess song. over here. Um, um, I just wanted to say, if you ever go on Phil Lewis's IMDb page, he's directed so many multicam sitcoms. Uh, since he departed the sweet life of Zack and Cody, and just big props to that guy. Props where props are due. Phil Lewis is in no way affiliated with Ike Turner. And <laughs> Phil Lewis, come on the show. I would love. I will. We'll interview you about your Run TMC multi-camera sitcom. Uh, that would be. TMC was not affiliated, but yes. What was the connection between Run TMC and the Washington sitcom? One of the. the Half of Run DMC that is not DMC starred in a sitcom that was loosely based on his life as a music producer called All About the Washington. Gotcha. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Gotcha. All right. So I I apologize. Uh, Phil Lewis, come on this podcast and we'll interview you about the sitcom you did with Mr. Run. Uh, On that note, (laughs) we will... um, will, I, I guess we'll, we'll pick from the bucket? Yeah, why not? Adam, take it away. Sing it. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket now. Cool, thanks, Adam. Thanks, you. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket now. Um... We're just not going to cut. We're just going to do it. Yeah. Do you have a preference on what we do next week? No, okay. it's it, this is a random podcast. It, we pick from it. It's Well, we haven't been random recently. Yeah, because hey, of the state guys, of the world. why don't you take out several pieces of paper and go over to our friends at random.org, and after assigning <laughs> numbers to each of them, uh, pick one using their helpful random number generator. That right. is a great idea, but that is also very... Uh, very complicated. No, it's cool. I just did it. Oh, okay. uh, the challenge that random.com picked and not me uh, is called org. board. What was that, Adam? Dot org. They are a nonprofit organization. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm sorry. How Random dare you? Dot org. Our good friends over there um, recommended that we do this undertaking this week board game design. Mm. Designed to make a prototype of a brand new board game. Adam, you're not involved in this, but thanks for being Thank here anyway. God. All you're right, welcome. yeah, that's that's our challenge. Say, say again, Adam. I'm sorry, you keep I saying say things. You're welcome. Keep... Oh yeah, he said you're welcome. You, I don't know. Every time I hear him, I think yeah. I'm talking over him. Usually, we go into detail of uh, of what the challenge will uh, unfold in next week, but I think we're gonna leave it up to uh, you to 
uh, spectate well, about what will happen. It's pretty simple. It's it's a board game design. I wonder what we're gonna do next. Well, week. yeah, but like we'll go into our history and opinions about board games. We usually do that at the end. Oh of the yeah, we'll do that next. We'll time. We'll do that next time, just because you know Adam's here and I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Adam. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Okay. So thank you so much for uh, to Adam for being here. Adam, uh, we gave a shout out to Anthems for Amateurs and the Mid Valley Sound. Is there anything else you want to uh, advertise? Plug. Um, just those things. Mid Valley Sound is almost done with season one, so this is perfect timing. But there are nine episodes up right now. Doing a bonus episode next week. It's improv. It's comedy rock songs that I wrote. It's. Um, you know, it's just a great time. It's my own unique take on the world. And <laughs> God damn it, if, if I'm not, you know, too too dangerous for TV. So, well, let me, you know. let me, let me tell you all, if it wasn't obvious from this episode um, that the fact that Adam, the guest, was the strongest part of this episode, <laughs> then you should definitely Aww. go listen to Mid-Valley Sound. Yeah. Adam's podcast is absolutely hysterical. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's worth reiterating. It is a great show. Uh, if you like this podcast, you will definitely like that one. If you don't like this podcast, you will certainly like that one. Oh, um, so oh, yeah, go, you, yeah, go check out Mid Valley Sound and uh, Adam Rudy, who we will, we will, as we always do, we include his social media in the description below for every episode, every single episode, because we love him that much, and also he writes our music. Um, so please follow him on on uh, whatever social media we have listed in the description. I think it's Instagram. I don't check. I think it's everything. And we just Twitter. copy paste. You're the same for everything, right? Your TV's Adam Rudy. Despite okay. my earlier comment about being too dangerous for TV. <laughs> Great, that's it. As uh, Yes, and we also have another artist that helps us out. We have Winston De Jesus, who does all the podcast cover art. His information is also in the description below. You can find that next to Adam's. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Weekly Undertaking. You found us once. Make sure you can find us again by subscribing to us on whatever podcasting form you're listening to us on right now. Please leave a rate and review because those really do help us game traction. You can torture your friends by, uh, by recommending us to them. Uh, please support our sponsor, Audible.com. Uh, use the code POSTFUN to sign up for a 30-day free trial uh, for whatever audiobooks you uh, you might want to listen to. Yeah. Um, we also have a form in the description below for whatever stupid or crazy or otherwise fun challenge you want to uh, suggest to us. You can click on the link below to our website and fill out that form, and we will make an honest attempt to uh, to complete that challenge and you will hear a bit on a future episode of the weekly undertaking um and i think that's all we have to uh to yeah. say this week but before you do oh. adam would you like to do my version my part of the sign off i'll explain how it works yeah are we gonna edit out you explaining it or no so mike's so at the end so, no no everyone's gonna hear this so the pressure's on at the end of every episode mike says don't forget to challenge yourself. And then I say, well, I'm supposed to say and try something new, but I usually say something stupid like shove it up your ass. So, you know, now it's up to you to come up with a second part or two. Don't forget to challenge yourself. That is a very fun okay, way. Okay, can I have 15 episode. to 20 minutes? Or I have to do it? No, I like, say it now. Yeah, 15 to 20 seconds. Thank you guys so much for the weekly for tuning into the weekly undertaking. Join us next week. But until then, don't forget to challenge yourself. And listen to Bowling for Fucking Soup. Debbie just hit the wall. She never had it all. One present day. It's been since CP. I don't know the words. Fade out. <laughs> okay. And we're done. Going out the door.
when she turned 24, only been with one man. What happened to her plan?